Welcome to the Companion Chapel Everyday Bible Study Broadcast. My name is Mike, coming to you from the Great Lakes area of beautiful Ontario, Canada, on this gorgeous Tuesday, February 20th, 2024. Coming right up, it is the Book of Acts, Chapter 14. Don't you dare miss it. We're talking about obscene mob scenes that form in society, and they formed back then, and they're forming now to kill the truth. That's what we're talking about today at Acts chapter 14. All these things were written for us, for examples for us in these end times, as it's written in the Bible. These are all examples for us, is what I meant to say. So please turn with me in your Bibles to Acts chapter 14, and please first consider your part in the many-member body of Christ. I set this up as a registered nonprofit ministry. Whatever God-given talent you have, God expects you to use it in the many-member body of Christ. Help glorify, magnify, and broadcast God's saving word to a hurting world. And remember, there's 800 million videos on YouTube. I was looking at some statistics this morning. And if you're watching this on that platform, this is a miracle. You're probably the one person watching it while out there right now, right now at this second, there's 2.5 million people every 60 seconds. That's 28,000 people every second of every day logging on to pornography. Many are called, few are chosen. Isn't that just the saddest thing, the moral decay of society? It's just beyond all reasonables. There's going to be a great separation of people, and we're praying for the whole human family. Help get God's word out there to a hurting world. Companionchapel.com. And if you send me $10 or more, I'll send you one of these infinity chain cross necklaces. There's the most powerful symbol on planet Earth, the most powerful symbol in the universe, where the most selfless act of love and compassion the universe has ever witnessed took place, where prophecy became in, in accordance with the Word of God, in accordance with reality. Our Savior, our salvation, our Deliverer, our Redeemer, He took the stripes for us, He laid down His life for us, and He paid the price for us. That's for me and you. So we could get redeemed and get back into the kingdom of heaven, a place of peace beyond our present comprehension. Only the Lord Jesus Christ can forgive you for your sins at a judicial level that is universally recognized to allow you judicial clearance back into the kingdom of heaven. There's going to be a great separation of people. It's so, it's bittersweet as it's written in the Bible. Hey, let's stay on subject here. Acts chapter 14 before I get going too far. Acts chapter 14. Okay. And it came to pass at Iconium that they were both together into the synagogue of the Jews, and so they spake, and a great multitude of both Jews and also Greeks believed. Now, we have to go over Jews every single time because the translators just botch this. Now, we're saying Jews. Are we saying of brother Judah, the posterity, the genealogy? No, because if that was the case, we would be saying Judah in the manuscripts, and we'd be saying our Lord sprang out of Judah which was of the tribe Moses spake, the line of the tribe of Judah, of the tribe of Judah, Revelation 7.5, Revelation 5.5. 5. This is Eudios. It means they belong, they belong to the nation where our brother Judah, remember Abram, Isaac, Jacob, had 12 sons, fourth out from Leah was Judah, and he camped out where Jerusalem is today. And that's what they'd say. Okay, we live in this area of Judea, and so we're going to call ourselves Jews. Well, the, the translators did anyway, and or their religion, which was brutally hostile to our, our Lord Jesus Christ and his followers. So here we got, okay, so here we have the synagogue of the Jews. They let them in. Uh, I think this is Paul and Barnabas, and they got to teach the Bible. And the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and made their minds evil, effective against the brethren, the unbelieving Jews. Okay, so there's the people that are hostile to the Lord Jesus Christ and the truth. 
the lead clergy and their followers. And the Gentiles here just means um, uh, ethnos, uh, Gentiles. Okay, Gentiles, that's what it means. Greeks, Gentiles, same thing in, in this context here. I'll say, so how did they stir things up? By, you know, by slander, okay? By casting doubt on the truth. And this is through hatred. And watch the hatred here. Long time before abode, they speaking boldly in the Lord, which gave testimony unto the word of His grace and granted signs and wonders to be done by their hands. That means the significance of their work and the effects. Look at the people that are coming in and talking about the Lord, thinking about the Lord, thinking about, okay, we have to get back to a place of peace beyond our present comprehension. There's nothing more important than where you go when you die. Nothing. It goes on for an eternity. This little hundred years or less, what are you going to do with that time? Like for myself, okay, so 57. I've had 40 solid years to learn one book. And the things I did in that 40, I am repentant. I'm a new person now. But what is your excuse? Jesus Christ is going to say, you never took the time to get to know me. You, ne you never even took the time. Depart from me. Get lost. Just go play somewhere else. You're all about yourself. I gave you this chance. In Isaiah chapter 5, God says, what more could I have done? I gave my only begotten son. For God so gave his only begotten son. He so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and the word became flesh at that point at conception and then did what this bible says dwelt among us is in the manuscript says tabernacled amongst us he covered us he's your covering you say my lord jesus christ i surrender my entire existence to you willingly please cleanse me of everything of the darkness everything that is offensive to you in your kingdom and please cover me tabernacle with me cover me with your veil wrap me in your vesture please hold my hand my lord jesus christ i pray that for you i pray that for the whole human family whomsoever will all these people watching pornography right now. And you're the only one watching this video, I can pretty much guarantee it. Unless you can help me get these videos out here if you want to help with, with the managing and marketing of this media. It doesn't matter. The significance of the work and the effects. It's by supporting it and people coming together as God's peculiar people. Assemble yourselves, my peculiar people. But the multitude of the city was divided and part held with the Jews and part with the apostles. Okay, so we got a division here, and that's what happens. Division. As soon as you have any hatred, as soon as people let their feelings trump the truth, as soon as you get this happening, people can't accept facts. Never let people's aggressive dishonesty make you doubt yourself. Never let a phony disempower you by sugarcoating this word and saying, it's okay. It's okay, Michael. We're going to rapture out of here. We're going to talk about that today. Hey, it's okay, deep pork. Jesus Christ forgives everything. Look, it just, it's okay to sugarcoat the word. Ezekiel chapter 13, God says, My arms are outstretched, and you people are sugarcoating it. Who, how dare you teach my children to fly to save their souls? They're covering it up. with the, Oh, just let's soften it up a little bit. That's what they're saying. Ezekiel chapter 13, God hates that. God hates it. Uh, sorry. But the multi, there's a division. And when there was an assault made, not like an assault caused in bodily harm, this is uh, an insult made both of the Gentiles and also of the Jews with their rulers to use them despitefully. This means, uh, okay, there was an onset of insults and to stone them. There's a conspiracy to commit murder. There's a mob mentality. I don't like what you're saying. 
So I'm going to let my emotions compromise my intelligence, and I'm coming at you. And that's what happened. Obscenes, passive-aggressive subtlety. This is not passive-aggressive subtlety. Uh, to form these obscene mob scenes of easily hurted, intellectually weak people to shame, belittle, and verbally attack the truth. Here they're physically attacking it. Physically attacking it. And they were aware of it. Okay, we got it, man. These guys are going to kill us. We got to skate. So they fled to Lystria and Derby cities of Lysiana unto the region that lieth round about. And there they preached the gospel. What did they do? Were they hiding out? Were they drinking beer and smoking cigarettes? Were they looking for somewhere to get involved in some sports center or some... Excuse me. You know what I'm saying. Where they got the tavern? What were they doing? teaching the Bible, teaching the Bible, because we're living on borrowed time, all of us. And there sat a certain man at Lystra, important in his feet, being crippled from his mother's womb, who never walked. The same heard Paul speak. He's listening. He's not running his mouth. He's listening. Listen to this. I hear this guy. who steadfastly beholding him and perceiving that he had faith to be healed. So Paul's seen him. Hey, this guy's listening. He's not running his mouth. He doesn't want to form an obscene mob scene and kill me stone them that's crazy i did see a stoning once on the internet a long time ago you can't unsee it it is absolutely brutal just brutal just all the evil in the world comes from the human heart and said with a loud voice here's paul stand upright on thy feet and he leaped and walked it's one of the last times for these sort of miracles for this reason for this reason here because when the people saw what Paul had done, they lifted up their voices, saying in the speech of Laosinina, the gods are come down to us like the likeness of a man. They started worshiping him. So it started off like, okay, we're going to establish this ministry. God is the God of the living, not the dead. God can just leave it at that. Okay, we're going to establish this and we're going to allow these people to do certain things. This doesn't happen anymore. For this reason right here, they're going to start, you know, the calling people gods and it's going to go to people's heads and it ruins everything and they called barnabas jupiter this i don't understand this i read the manuscripts just a few hours ago it's zeus they, that's what's in the manuscript zeus and they called paul says mercurius here that's hermes okay so you have the father of the gods and the messenger of the gods because he was chief speaker and the priest of jupiter the priest of zeus which was before the city brought oxen and garlands to the gates and would have done sacrifices with the people. Hey, they're ready to sacrifice to people, not to God. Our Father who art in heaven, sacred is thy name. Yahweh is thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven through Yeshua Messiah, the creator of all things. All reverence belongs to you, my Lord Jesus Christ, and through you to Father. All power, glory, and honor belongs to you, my Lord Jesus Christ, and through you to Father. And here's this is what people do when they perceive something. I'm not going to say this was a sideshow, but this was a show. God's letting us know, okay, that's, this is one of the last times, okay, because this is what people do. Okay, so here's a sacrifice, which when the apostles, Barnabas and Paul, heard of it, they rent their clothes and ran in among the people crying out. Yeah, they freaked out and made a scene. They got mad and upset when people considered putting them on a pedestal. They rent, that's ripped their clothes, but not when beaten or treated poorly which they took like a badge of honor. Okay, so see the difference here. They're upset. They're emotional. You know what? If you got someone emotional in your family, you know, like someone who's got passion about things and they want to talk about things and think about things, then, you know, you, you shouldn't shut them down. You should understand that people, you know, what's, what's the most belittling thing you can say 
to somebody when someone's you know getting into something like like something beyond your self-interest like something that's going on in the world stage or in the bible they're getting into it oh you sound so angry how belittling, how patronizing, how condescending. It just, that happened to me for so many years. It's just horrible. You do not have to put up with it, man. You're going to have to understand one thing. And we're going to learn this in this lesson. And this is, this is something that's so hard to even say. But it's the truth. And it's the saddest thing. We pray for the whole human family. We pray for the whole human family. But most people are a waste of time. And we learn that. And that thread, when we went yesterday to uh, 2 Timothy chapter 11, it just, or chapter 2, and I'm going to have to go there now because I didn't really mean to say that, but I was just like, you know, but foolish and unlearned questions avoid, knowing that do, they do uh, cause strifes. So you got to watch that people are sitting back and taunting you. And this is shun profane and vain babblings to stay within the threshold of the truth. And when people want to come along and taunt you and, and, and all the vain curiosities that they want to come up with, if they haven't earned their spot to ask you a question in the Bible, then don't bother casting your pearls before swine. And never attempt to deify somebody either because they're just going to be like that. It's a horrible thing to say that people are a waste of time, but they have to come around and they have to prove themselves. God's got nothing to prove to you. We have everything to prove to God. And that includes people in the many member body of Christ who have sacrificed their time and their whole life over to trying to teach the Bible to people you don't even know. You know, don't bother trying. And, and reason with a scorner. I'm just going to quote um, Proverbs chapter 9, 8. The mockers are the ambassadors of arrogance. They will hate you. And the Hebrew word for hate is sane. And that means a personal hatred. You reason with a wise man and they will love you. Okay, so just always remember that. I don't know why I got taken over there just now, but I'm going to stick with it. And I'm not going to, but I'm just saying, okay, people rent their clothes, ran among the people, okay, and saying, sirs, why do these? Why are you doing these things? We are we are men just like you, with like passions, and preach unto you that you should turn from these vanities unto the living God, which made heaven and the earth and the sea and all things therein. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That's In the beginning, wisdom was there before the first Adam was formed on the highest part of the dust of the earth, when the whole universe was a pulverized dust. Proverbs eight. What's God saying? When I became a consciousness. I possessed wisdom. That's why wisdom, chokmal, is feminine in the Bible. All the verbs leading up to it are masculine. It's feminine. It's something God possesses. Wisdom. I possessed wisdom. I started to create. I created a whole human family. I created the heavens and the earth. You ain't seen nothing yet in these flesh eyes. All we can see is the physical world, physical matter. That's all we can see. You ain't seen nothing yet. When you see the heavens, the architectural and engineering feat that's beyond our comprehension, that's right just beyond our current perception of physics. We see this planet, a self-sustained, uh, you know, look at this planet, Earth, create the heavens and the earth, the self-sustaining planet of perpetual life created in spectacular order and beauty. It's a crown jewel of our solar system, but you ain't seen nothing yet. But Paul's just saying, listen, give it up for God, he's the creator, who in times past suffered all nations to walk in their own ways. Nevertheless, he left not himself without witness and that he did good and gave us rain from heaven and fruitful seasons, filling our hearts with food and gladness. There's verse 16 and 17 is a remnant of truth lesson out there. You're going to have to find a remnant of truth. They're like one in 10,000 or even less 
As it's written throughout the Bible, there's a thread about remnant of truth. There are barely any out there. Remember Elijah's tripping around going, I'm the only one left. I'm the only one. Woe to those who build house unto house. And it goes on and on. Trying to find a remnant of truth. And this is what Paul's talking about here. Are we talking about physical matter here? Or are we talking about spiritual matter? Nevertheless, he did good and gave us rain. Are we talking about rain from heaven and fruitful seasons? Because it fills our hearts with food. If this was talking about, you know, a grilled cheese sandwich with a nice tomato on the side, maybe some cucumber, down that we fill our stomachs with food and gladness, fill our hearts with food. This is spiritual food. Rain, that great thread that runs through the Bible, Deuteronomy chapter 32, my doctrine shall drop as the rain. Right off the first page of your Bible, it hadn't rained yet. God hadn't told anybody anything yet. He hadn't rained down his doctrine yet. But a mist came up from the earth, just in case you think otherwise. Right in the first couple verses of chapter 2, the very first chapter of your Bible, Genesis. I will rain righteousness down on the just and the unjust. Huge thread through the Bible about what rain come down from us. Fruitful seasons. Seasons means um, at their appointed times. Producing fruit. Remember, those who produce good fruit. It's not an apple or an orange. Remember that. It's... You shall know them by their fruits. Where is that? Matthew 13, I believe. You'll know them by their fruits, I think. Wolves and sheep's clothing. So here we go. God's word comes down. There's a remnant of truth available for you. Wherever you are, you have to look for it. That's on you. And with these sayings, scarce restrain they the people that they not done sacrifice unto them. So barely. Okay, so now you straighten it out. Now this is this is quite the contrast here. A major contrast. We go from finding a remnant of truth. That's your job. You have to do that. That's on you. You'll know when somebody's teaching the Bible, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, from the manuscripts through the lexicons. You'll know it right away. But here we go, right away. Remnant of truth to death squads. Here come the church death squads. Death squads sanctioned by the mainstream church to kill the truth. And it happens today. Today it's more passive-aggressive, right? Passive-aggressive subtlety. They'll just trash you or downvote you or whatever and try and get you off the internet and try and shut you up because it's not convenient for them. They think that this Bible's like the Bible's not written for your convenience. It's written for your correction. And people don't like that. They don't accept the facts. They just will not accept the truth that's written here and you can't communicate with these people because they think everything's an argument they think the people who lack accountability and self-awareness think everything's an attack like jesus christ didn't say it's going to be a cakewalk for you i'll give you one book and i'll give you decades to learn it and if you don't bother because you're at a churchy church then here you can just kill the truth these people physically want to kill the truth obviously and it's the same thing. Slander is the same thing. And there came certain Jews. This is elite clergy and their followers from Antioch. Here comes the death squad. They follow Paul and Barnabas all the way from Antioch into Iconium and persuaded the people having stoned Paul, drew him out of the city. Drew him. The word in the manuscript says they dragged him. Suppose they dragged him out and left him for dead. Okay, this guy's not going to tell the truth anymore. And our churchy church can just go on and on. We can eat pork. We can flop on the floor like a fish and say that's speaking in tongues. We can teach rapture theories, which are just an absolute lie, and pretend that we don't have to go through tribulation. And we're going to talk about that. There's a tribulation thread right in this chapter. Dragged him out. Suppose how be it, the disciples stood round about. Look at this. Like Paul used to be a lead 
uh, Jew henchmen. Don't forget, Acts 7, Acts 8. Stephen got stoned to death while Paul was consenting. Acts 9, 1, 2. Paul was a death squad leader. And now, he's the one getting it. And the disciples stood round about him and rose up and came into the city. And the next day he departed with, okay, so he got up. He lived, right? They just knocked him out and left him for dead. And the disciples stood around him. And then Paul snapped out of it. But it's just absolutely brutal, inexcusable violence. And it goes on today. And God considers slander, murder, the same thing. Ask Satan, Ezekiel chapter 28. He defiled the sanctuary. What's that mean? Just casting doubt on the truth. It's okay to eat pork. It's okay to uh there's a lot of things in here if you don't like some of these things about your moral conduct about oh you, you oh you enjoy um barnyard morals okay well just take your pen and just cross out everything about barnyard morals and eating whatever you want and uh, god will forgive you for anything that's not true unless you mean it repent means change of attitude towards the sin itself it's not lip service. And when they have preached the gospel in that city and taught many, they returned again to Lystia and to Iconium and to Antioch, confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith and that we must, here we go, we must, we must, through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of God. We all have to go through tribulation. We're the ones that fell out of harmony with the universe. We're the ones that couldn't be trusted. We're the one-third that has to come to terms with what's inside of us that is not conducive to a place of peace beyond our present comprehension. And we have to recognize our problems by this standard here. Confront it and correct it. This is the only consistent thought pattern. Here's your instructions, your employee compliance form to get back into the kingdom of heaven where we have a busy life for an eternity. Where's this thread? Let's go to uh, mm, Acts chapter 7. We're going through tribulation. All these pre-trib, mid-trib people, like they don't even read the Bible. I don't care what you say. I've had it sugarcoating the word and trying to be nice to people. Listen, if you can't handle it, then you can go play somewhere else. Go ahead, downvote me all you want. I don't really care. John 16, what do you say to that pre-trib, mid-trib, fly away, right? Like God hates it. He says that in Ezekiel 13. I hate it. Those people that teach my children to fly to save their souls. You're sugarcoating the word. John 16, you're going through tribulation. Revelation 1, 9. Hey, I'm your partner in tribulation. And the thread's huge. The thread's huge. Of course we're going through tribulation. Look at planet Earth today. The only people that don't think that they're going through a tribulation are people wrapped in money. And that's a curse. And I see people that are wrapped in money and it's nothing but a curse to them. Overfed, unconcerned, unthankful, ungrateful. Hey, you can't walk with God while you're still holding the devil's hand. What's it say in the book of Proverbs, rich man? And that goes for those rich Christians over there. I pray for you. Oh, yeah, they got millions of dollars because they worked at that nuclear power plant over there. And you leave with a couple million bucks. A short retirement. Uh, you know, you, don't, like it's, you can retire early and you get tons of money. Giving to the rich is forbidden. Giving to the rich for personal gain is forbidden in the Bible over and over again. We, you've studied with me. You know that thread. And when they had ordained them, them elders in every church, don't get me started on the elders. I don't feel like going on that rant today. And prayed with fasting and commended them to the Lord on whom they believed. Elders, you got two jobs. Listen. Bible is very specific. You're either a teaching, preaching elder. That means when you show up here, you better have a Bible. 
or you're a business elder. Don't show up here because I'm broke. I can't support your church. I have minus 10 cents in my bank account. So what were you doing showing up here with no Bible, elder? Oh, look at these hayfields out there. Hey, what happened to that church over there and those elders? And they used this line on me. Hey, you can't bring anything up against us. It says in the Bible, you can't bring anything up against an elder. Well, you're not an elder by, by definition of the Bible. What, these guys put their hands on me in front of the, in front of the sanctuary saying their prayers? The pastor's 23 years old. Are you kidding me? Puts uh, like oil on my head and they're praying with their hands on me. I'm just cringing. First thing they said to me, first thing the elder said to me, when they were done their fake prayer, do you have any money, Michael? No, I don't have any money. Aren't you an electrician? Aren't you a carpenter? And what are you? A hay farmer. What do they do? Did they ever show up here to help me out? I lived here with no electricity for two years. I was putting money into their collection thing, and I didn't have any. I couldn't afford that. What they tried to do was just beyond all reasonables. I pray for them. I pray for the whole human family. Of course, only the hay farmer showed up because there's 50 acres of hay here. And he wanted it. And he tried to lowball me on it. And then he tried to get me off this property. And I forgive and I understand. I get I understand human frailty. Now, elders, don't get me started. Bunch of phonies. Watch, test your elder. If they come around and they can't teach the first page of the Bible, they're a phony. And remember the pastor too. You know how's the pastor what's what's the pastor? doesn't matter the pastor only remembers you through check association right you know they 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 only they check the check you write every week that's how they associate you and you got to be careful at churches like that because they're the they're the most they say you're not going through tribulation dude we're living it right now look at planet earth and when they had ordained them i read that elders in every church and prayed with fasting and commended them uh, to the Lord on whom they believed, and after that they passed throughout Pisidia and to Pamphylia, and when they reached the word, preached the word in Perga, they went down to Atelia, and then sailed to Antioch. Hey, they go right back into it. These guys aren't scared of nothing. Paul's a tough guy, there's no doubt about it. Once they had been recommended to the grace of God, what's this word recommended? I forgot to look it up. I know it's uh, committed, okay? Once they had been committed to the grace of of God for their work which they fulfilled and when they were come together and had gathered the church together they rehearsed all that God had done yeah they're sitting around talking about it they should keep talking about things and thinking about things you got your Bibles with you and he had opened the door of faith unto the Gentiles and there they abode a long time with the disciples a long time's like a couple years two years well I want to thank you very much for watching I want you to have the greatest day and bye for now